This is supposed to be the most exciting time of the year. Right now, American Thanksgiving, Christmas is coming up, and we got the biggest tournament in the world, in, in world football happening, starting tomorrow, actually. But are we really excited? We'll talk about it after the intro. Hello, my name is Ilya Orlov, coach of the University of Toronto Varsity Blues, and you're listening to the Football Weekly Podcast. So guys, the World Cup, football's biggest prize, the prize that ter- makes you a legend in world football, if you have the other accolades to go along with it, the Champions League, the league titles, the scoring titles, the Ballon d'Ors, you need a World Cup to cement your place as one of the greatest to ever do it. This tournament starts tomorrow. I'm not excited. I'm not excited. When there was 60 days to the World Cup, it was like, eh, okay. And when there was 20 days to the World Cup, it was like, oh, okay. I thought, well, when it gets down to five, four, three, two, one, okay, here we go, World Cup. World Cup's tomorrow. Okay. When do the Knicks play? When do the Ravens play? Don't get me wrong. Big, big, big tournament. I'm going to be watching, obviously, the games. I got two teams in it this year. Uh, there's some years I don't have any. I'm just watching it as a as a big soccer fan. But this year I got two teams in it. Got to juggle my work schedule so I can watch these games. But I mean, I I remember the feeling that I had. I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older, but I, I remember the feeling I had when World Cup was starting, and it was I, I don't I know I don't have that feeling for this one. I don't know if it's with with all the controversy around how Qatar got the World Cup and Seth Blatter coming out and saying what he said. And, you know, the two major stars of this World Cup are now in their late 30s or like, what are we, what are we going to see? And, uh, I mean, I'm going to, in this episode of this podcast, I'm going to give some predictions where I'm not going to go through every group because, you know, uh, for some of the groups aren't aren't exciting. We'll see if there. We'll try to figure out if there's a group of death in this in this in this uh, in in this tournament. I'm not sure if there is. I mean, there's. Don't get me wrong. There's some good groups here, um, but a group of death where three of the of the four teams should make it out. I, I I'm not sure if there is one. So we'll get into all of that as well. We'll also talk about a little bit of. These guys here. I don't know if you can see the cannon. Where should I go to see the cannon? Yeah, these guys right here. Oops, this side. This, these guys right here. I mean, what a start to the season. What what a start. If you had told me that these guys would have been in fifth place going into the World Cup break, I would have been like, thank God. But to be in first place in the EPL battling Man City, five points up on Man City, by the way, five points up on Man City. You know, even if you even if you look at it where it's we play Man City twice and we lose, we'll still only be a point up on us. If everything goes as it's going, if we play Man City twice and lose, there'll only be a point up on us. 
and a slip here, a banana peel there, uh, on a away trip to wherever, and they and they and they and they drop points again. Um, and 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 of course we have to keep up the same clip, which I don't think is sustainable. As an Arsenal fan, I'll be I'll be quite honest with you. I don't think it's a sustainable, um, unless they strengthen in January, which was what they said they're going to do. Because if anything happens to any one of those players, this is not two thousand and uh. 2019 or 2020 Liverpool where they only had 11 players and all 11 players were healthy the whole season. And that's how they won the league that year. So, I mean, we, we run into any type of injuries with any one of the starting 11. It's going to get deep. Gabriel Jesus goes down. It's going to get deep. Xhaka goes down. Partey goes down. It's going to be deep. Um, I think we have enough cover at the fullback positions because Zinchenko went down for a little bit and, you know, we didn't skip a beat. But main players like Gabriel Jesus, Saka, like I said, Partey, Xhaka, those guys go down, we might have an issue. But again, what a start to the season. Let's just get into it right now. Anyway, let's get, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk the World Cup the second half of the show. But the start of the season for Arsenal, incredible. Incredible. Like I said, you tell me fifth place at the World Cup, World Cup time with a, with a shot of making top four. Oh, man, I'm on cloud nine. To be in first place is something else. Um, the players that he's brought in, like, uh, like right now, I don't have any issue with Arteta and Edu, what they're doing. And when I say I don't have any issue, I mean they can bring in anybody. And I'll say these guys know what they're doing. They could bring in someone I've never heard before, never seen play. It doesn't matter. I hear the name. Who's that? doesn't matter to me with, with, with what they're doing. I trust them. No problem. And I know you guys listened to the podcast before. You were Arteta out. You were Arteta out. Of course I was. Of course I was. Based on the results and based on the way that we were playing. But you have to understand. And, what, and I always say this. And I didn't even follow my own, my own you know, principles and rules. When you when a new coach comes into a new team, you got to evaluate the players. So you look at the players that they had on Arsenal. The three coaches, all the same players. Three they went through three coaches. These three these players got three coaches removed from their positions. So for our, for me to think Arteta would come in and all magically change our, uh, Mesut Ozil into a chasing tracking back midfielder is crazy. Mesodozo is going to do what Mesodozo does. Aubameyang is going to do what Aubameyang does. Lacazette is going to do what Lacazette does. These guys are going to do what they do. And Ozil and Aubameyang, they don't put in the biggest shift. They're an asset to your team at some time, sometimes, but they don't put in the biggest shift for me. Mesodozo's knock is that he's lazy. Now that he's gone to he's gone to two other teams since he's left Arsenal, and the, and the narrative's the same. He's lazy. Don't want him on the team. Get him out of here. Aubameyang, same thing. He's not maybe not lazy, but just not interested. We'll say not interested. And you can see the you can see you can see that in the play at Chelsea as well. He started off gangbusters at Barcelona, and and for those of you out there, say he went to Barcelona and he started scoring. Let's let's break down let's break down the goal scoring. Hat trick in hat trick in one game, two goals in another. He scored seven goals in nine games. But like I just told you, hat trick in one, two goals in another. So out of the nine games that he's played, 
five of his goals come in two games. So what was he doing in the other in the other six or the other seven? You know what I'm saying? He scored one, one, and maybe okay. What was he doing in the other in the other four? Look at my haircut. I got a nice haircut. Uh, it's all uh, look at the, look at the star I have shaved into my. Oh, I got another tattoo. Did you see it? Now that's what we get there. That's what we get with Obama. So for Arteta to say good riddance, and I know I'm not going to recap everything about what happened with them. I'm not going to do that. If you don't know what happened, go watch All or Nothing Arsenal. A great watch. If even if you're not an Arsenal fan, I I'm an Arsenal fan, and I watched the Spurs one, so you can go watch the Arsenal one. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Just to see the back the the um the um the backroom stuff with with the Arsenal. But getting back to the positive note of 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 this squad, I mean, World Cup comes at the wrong time for me and this team, but. I mean, we want to keep this momentum going. You know, um, Odegaard is on fire. Martinelli's on fire. Gabriel Jesus is a workhorse. He's on fire. Partey's probably playing the best I've seen him in an Arsenal jersey. That's the Ars- That's the Partey I thought we were getting from Atletico, but injuries curtailed a little bit of his start. Um, but this is the P- Thomas Partey that I know. The captain of the Ghana national team. That's the Partey I know. This guy that's playing right now. Scoring goals from outside the 18. Putting in a shift. That's the guy I know. And Jaka, well, as much as I was Arteta out, I was Jaka in for me until um, the whole jersey thing and the captain and throwing that away. I mean, any, 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 any fan of a team that sees their captain rip off the armband and throw it and take off the jersey while he's walking off and throw it. I mean, you're not going to be a real fan favorite of that guy. But I was still, even after I got over that a couple of months later, I got over it and I said, Jaka's the kind of kind of guy we need. We need a Jaka. He's playing in the he's playing in the wrong position. He can't be a six. You have to, he can't be, he can't be that the 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 the, the sweeper for the for the midfield. He can't be. It's not fast enough to play there. So now you bring in a Thomas Partey, which allows Xhaka to move further up the field. And look what we get now. When he plays with Switzerland, he's the man of the match almost every single game. When he comes back to Arsenal, he wears the goat horns half the time. How is this possible? Because he plays he plays higher up the field for Switzerland and is able to dictate the game. He's not relied on to be the last guy to, to, to tackle. He's not, that's not his role. Arteta comes in, sees that, hey. He's not the right, he's, that's not his position. Let's move him further up the field and this is what you get. So again, kudos to Arteta and Edu and what they're doing with this squad. Uh, kudos to Xhaka for, for, you know, battling through it. Now Xhaka has a song at the Emirates. Can you imagine two years ago? He has a song at the Emirates now. The away fans sing his, sing his name at, uh, at away games. I don't know if you guys saw the interview where he dropped the F-bomb during a live interview after the Chelsea game, but the fans are singing his name now. So it shows the type of character that uh, Granite Xhaka has. So, I mean, that's 10 minutes of the arsenal. I can go on forever and ever and ever. But again, like I started this podcast off, we, the biggest tournament in world football is starting tomorrow. Are you excited? I, I, I'm not. I'm not. Maybe, maybe that feeling will change when Canada plays. Uh, maybe that, that feeling will change when Ghana's playing. Maybe that feeling will change when we see some upsets. I mean, 
what what Gareth Southgate is doing with that English national team is 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 beyond belief. I I I, <laughs> I saw the the twenty six man roster he was taking, and I was just like, I, I don't know, I don't know what you're doing. He 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 said he was going to base his picks on people, players, and form. And then he comes out with the 26-man roster, and some of those players that he picked don't play, are not even in the starting lineup for their, their club team. Two of them are injured. <laughs> it's just one guy's only played about 40 minutes. He's played one half of, 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 of his club games. That's Calvin Phillips. He's played 43 minutes or 53 minutes or something like that the whole season. But he, he, he gets picked. <laughs> Harry Maguire got picked. Luke Shaw got picked. Kyle Walker's hurting got picked. <laughs> so I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what players like um Ivan Tony. I don't know what play, players like, you know. And, and I actually I saw something yesterday, I think. I think I think Paul Merson, former Arsenal legend, well, former Arsenal player, Arsenal legend said, if you're willing to risk taking Calvin Phillips and Kyle Walker who are injured, why don't you just take Reese, Reese James? I'm going to say Reese Nelson. Reese James from Chelsea. Why don't you take him? I mean, the Grealishes, the Mason Mounts, the Phil Foden's, okay, they're good players, but I mean, are these guys on the, on the world stage? Are they the greatest? I don't know. You got to take the English media with a grain of salt. So they'll tell you that if, 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 if uh, they all hate Neymar, if Neymar was English, he would be the best player anyone's ever seen. Don't, don't not even a debate. He's the like they do with guys like Phil Foden and, and Mason Mount average players for me. I mean, they're better than me. Of course they're better than me. I'm not, I'm not here being bitter Billy or anything like that. They're average players to me. There's better players than those guys in the world. Okay. There's better players than everyone can, you can, you can make that argument with every player. But for me watching English, like I watched the English and the way that they talk about these guys, you would think you were getting a combination of Pele and Maradona in one player together. And they're, for me, they're average. These guys aren't the type of players that can lead their club team anywhere. When you're talking about super duper players you're talking about the ronaldos and the messies and i know there's only there's not there, those are those guys aren't born every day i get it but we should we have to stop we have to start banding about the word legend and great and this and that we, and just call players what they are you want to call messi a legend i will i can't i'm not going to argue with you you want to call ronaldo a legend i'm not going to argue with you you want to call phil for a legend uh, I, I have a problem with that and i'm not being a hater it's not a legend. Grealish is not going to turn out to be an English legend. Okay. Harry Kane. Is he the great, best striker in, in, in the EPL? I don't think so. Is he the best English striker? Yeah, could be. But English born striker, I should say. Yeah, it could be. But that's not the best striker in the world. I was having this argument with uh, somebody at work. And we we're talking about the EPL and this and that in English, or maybe it was one of the group chats, but you have a league, the best league in the world is the EPL. And you can argue if you want, but it's, there's no argument. It's the best league in the world. 
and the best players in it aren't English. The best players, the best coaches in that league aren't English. All the English coaches are in the championship or lower leagues. Graham Sunis came out and said, um, um, the guy who took over for Graham Potter at, uh, at Brighton, uh, Deserby. He doesn't understand the English game. He doesn't know the English game. He doesn't know this. He doesn't know. And it's just, you're, you're look, I'm looking at this guy laughing at him because A, he's a moron. B, the English game that you, the, the, the English game that you're calling the English game in the EPL has been dominated by a German, a Frenchman, a Scotsman, and a Spaniard <laughs> for the last, and a, and a Portuguese for the last 20 years, the English game, the English game that I remember back in the day when I was coming up was hoof it up. The, and this is what we, this is everybody when you used to, even you guys listening right now, you remember when they said English game, hoof it up the field, chase after it, hoof it up the field, chase after it, run over a guy, uh, knee high tackle. Let's play, get on with it, get stuck in son. get on with it. That was the English game. Then, you know, Alex Ferguson came in. Then Arsene Wenger came in and changed the dynamic of that. Mourinho came in after that, changed the dynamic. Then, as much as I don't like Guardiola, he came in and bought his way to championships, but he played a certain way. And then Jurgen Klopp came in. So this English, this English mentality of it's, it's, it's an English game, it's got to be, 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 be. Like I said, best players in the league are in English. Best striker in the league is in English. Best midfielder in the league is in English. Best coaches in the league are in English. So how much of an English game is it now? You want to call it the English game, you can call it the English game. But, I mean, that's a, that's a side note. We can talk about that another time. But, uh, yeah, that English national team, I don't know. Man. Will they get out of their group? They should. I think Iran, Wales... And uh, who's in that group? Iran, Wales, and USA. How can I forget USA? They should make it out of that group. Might be tough. Teams are going to give them a good run. Might be tough, depending on who he plays. Southgate I'm talking about, but I mean, I would, like Kevin Keegan said, I would love it. And you can fill in the blank. I would love it if you fill in the blank. Um, group, we'll just go through the groups. I'm not going to go, again, I said I'm not going to go through the groups. I'll just tell you who's in what group, or who I think is going to win the group. And then we'll go on from there. I'll, I'll give you two predictions. I'll give you one prediction at the, end of the, at the end of the show that I think might happen. I was talking to Steve Spano last night asking me, when, when's the podcast coming on? When's the po-? So you know what? I'll do one today. And I'll get, and I gave him, I gave him my prediction and he looked at me funny and I'll give you guys that pr- prediction as well. So that was group A, uh, group A is Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands. I mean, Netherlands and, um, Senegal should make it out of there. I, I we would think, um, group B, England, Iran, USA, and Wales. I don't know. England should make it out of the group. But again, like I said, a couple of seconds early, I would love it if. You fill in the you fill in the blank. 
Group C, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland. Messi's going to the Messi's going to win the World Cup, by the way. As much as you guys think that this isn't rigged and fixed and all of that, it is. So we can talk about that in another show as well. As we go through the World Cup, we can we can talk about that show. But we can talk about that um, that um, that outcome. Group D: France, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia. I don't have to give you much there. Uh, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. Uh, Japan, Germany, Spain. You know, Costa Rica is going to cause problems as well. Uh, maybe that's the, maybe that's the group of death. Maybe, maybe Group E, Group F: Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. We'll come back to that group. Um, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Round off Group G. Um, and the last group. Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, South Korea. That could be, actually, that could be the group of death. Not just because Ghana's in it. Uruguay is a, is a pretty strong uh, South American team. South Korea, you got to watch out for him and son. Uh, Portugal, obviously, and and the Brazil of Africa, Ghana, the Black Stars, um, are also in that group. So that could be the group of death, actually. I wouldn't be surprised to see any one of those two teams make it out of that group. Or any one of those two, or any one of those four teams actually win the group. I, I, I can't. Uh, I can. I can. I can actually see that. So we'll, we'll we'll rewind back now to Group F, and my prediction for Group F for for you know I, I have a horse in that. I have a horse in that in that group, and that's Canada. Um, I was telling my goalie yesterday, Steve Spano, that I kind of backed off one of my predictions. I said. Um, Canada would beat Belgium, but I backed off of that a little bit as to Canada won't lose to Belgium. So now I have a draw or a win for some reason. Anytime I think about that first game, I see one nil to Canada and you're looking at me, De Bruyne, Lukaku, Mertens, this guy, that guy, Hazard, blah, blah, blah. I know, I know. But Belgium does Belgium things. This is the, this is the, and Tielemans and all those guys. This is the, I think the swan song for this group of Belgium players. I think we said that last time with the Euros as well. But this is it. I think this is it. This is, this is the time where you have your most influential and most important players playing their best football of their careers is right now. Kevin De Bruyne is the best midfielder in the EPL. You can tell me the world if you want, and I'll sit there and say, yeah, I could see why you say that. I can see why you say that. Lukaku, just a big, strong guy. Looks like he went back to Italy and found his form. I know he's been injured for a little bit, but it looks like he's, he's found a little bit of his form back. Maybe maybe that combination, you know, can it can come to the forefront. And they got players everywhere on that field. I get it. I understand. Reggie, you're crazy. How can Belgium not be Canada? Canada, da, 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 da. I get it. But every time I close my eyes and I see that game, I see one nil Canada. So I don't know. But I, I backed off, like I said, I backed off that and I said Canada won't lose. So they can get a draw. <laughs> If Belgium scores two goals, I think Canada loses. If Belgium only scores one goal, I think I think Canada can nick a, nick a goal. I think Canada can nick a goal. 
And if 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 Tomori was playing at the back for Canada, I would I would I would say one nil. But man, you make your bed, you lay in it. You wanted to represent England for some reason. Southgate doesn't pick you. What do you want me to do? You had your opportunity to 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 to, to either play on a team that you would you would never come off the field in a World Cup, or you can watch it on the couch and hope that he gets fired and another coach comes in and sees how good you are. So, I mean, everyone's, and I was one of these guys as well. Everyone was out there. Oh, Tamori for Canada. We should get, we go get it. The guy doesn't want to play for Canada. It's not that we don't want to bring him in. He doesn't want to play for Canada. He wants to play for England. So uh, there you go. So um, don't get me wrong. Belgium should come out of that group. But the rest of it, can Canada beat Morocco? Why not? Can Canada beat Croatia? Why not? It's going to be difficult. I don't think they're going to go 3-0 in the group. But in every World Cup, there's surprises. And I think for us, this is probably going to be one of the surprises of the first round or the group stage is Canada gets a result against Belgium. What they do after that, how they ride the momentum and what they do after that, I don't know. Because I know for a fact John Herman's going to have them ready. I don't think there's going to be a slow start in the books there. I think they're going to go after it. You have the you have the momentum and the knowledge that you have, you're going to be in the next World Cup as well. I, I believe that. I don't, I don't believe. I can't remember if the... If, 2026 you have to qualify the host team i can't remember if it if it was if it was like that but if it's not like that then um yeah you have the confidence and the knowledge that you're going to be in the next one as well nobody gives you a chance and that's the most dangerous part for belgium no one gives canada a chance yeah you're gonna get slapped five nothing six nothing seven nothing you're gonna get destroyed Kilokaku's gonna murder these guys blah, 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 blah. Nothing to lose. We're supposed to lose 7 nothing. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. So hopefully they can get out there and get and get and get the um and get the um get the result. Again, I backed off my one nil prediction, but if it comes true, I, I still said it. <laughs> so um but the whole thing this past couple of weeks is Sepp Blatter came out and said that Qatar shouldn't have got the World Cup. A World Cup in November because if we played it in June, the players would probably die on the pitch. It's so hot. How you put a World Cup in a desert? Beyond me. Well, I know why. Dollar, 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 dollar bills. I get it. It's fine. It's like that. We all know FIFA is the most corrupt organization out there we know this they take money all the all the guys take money uefa takes money fifa takes we all know that but this was blatant out in your face <laughs> qatar's gonna buy the buy the rights to get the world cup i believe um i think i saw something on the internet they they to get all the votes that they needed to they, I, i'm not gonna listen this is what i heard on the internet they bribed everybody to get the votes and people are gonna be saying yeah reggie no kidding they bribed everybody but I mean, I don't like to say people people are bribed, but I mean, there has to be a reason for 
a World Cup happening in November. Never, ne a Winter World Cup never seen in my lifetime, ever. I don't think there's ever been, there's, well, I can, um, there's never been a World Cup in November. So, which is going to play havoc on club teams as well, because, you know, when you really sit down and think about it, um, they're only really playing, if you go to the World Cup finals, I think it's only six games you play if you go to the finals. Um, so some teams are going to have players that are going to be back from the World Cup after the group stage. So they get there, they can take their, of course, two weeks off and still rejoin the team for, in well, in the EPL especially, for the Boxing Day fixtures because the World Cup ends on the 20th, I think, of December. And six days later, the league starts. EPL starts again on Boxing Day. Every team's playing. So your coaches are hoping their players do. I'm sure they're hoping their players win the World Cup. And there's some coaches out there saying, yeah, just uh, <laughs> get back after the group stage. Don't worry about it. Take two weeks off to, you know, recharge, recoup, and, and you can join us back at our warm weather uh, training sessions and wherever we are, and then you can get ready for to come back and play on Boxing Day. I think Arsenal plays West Ham on Boxing Day. So, for example, if Brazil goes to the final and Gabriele Zeus is scoring up a storm there, he's going to be playing in that game. So the odds of him coming back to England and playing on the 26th, maybe, maybe not so much. And we're, we have a title push now. You know, so lots of games. Lots of friendlies, lots of training matches. I think I saw Switzerland played somebody just the other day in a friendly. Uh, World Cup starts four days later, <laughs> and they're playing. They're still they're still fine tuning, playing playing friendlies. Lots of games for players. Lots of games for important players for their club team, obviously, because if you're one of the best players in your in your country, you're at the World Cup. And if you're that good, you're you're an important player on your club team. So lots of injury concerns because those games aren't just training matches now. It's the World Cup. Guys are in it to win it. Those tackles are going to be full-blooded. So you just hope that the players that are important to your team don't get any injuries. Now, if you're going to sit there and tell me, okay, the World Cup ends on the 20th of December. I believe it's the 20th of December in and around there. And the leagues don't start back until January 15th. And I could say, okay, no problem. But it's literally, if, if, if I don't even know if this is possible, but if England plays Brazil, we have four players in that, in that game. Five players in that game. Five important players to our team in that game. And then six days later, we have to play West Ham, who probably have three players of their whole squad going to the World Cup while we have 10. So, you know, and this is where it comes in, drop points, right? You're battling Man City, you're up five points on Man City, you're battling them for, for, for the EPL title. And, you know, every point after that's going to count. There was a year where Man City and um, Liverpool were fighting 
back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I think Man City won the title by a point. And that's where drop points come in. That tie at the beginning of the season, that loss at the, the second game of the season where you lost, that comes back at the end to bite you. So for players to, for teams and clubs to to sit back and look at this, and I know Arteta say, says all the right things. Oh, I hope one of my guys wins the World Cup. I hope, I hope. I, he's sitting there saying, please, <laughs> please come back after the group stage and don't get injured, obviously. But, you know, there's players like, I know we talked about this on the podcast before, there's players uh, that are playing in leagues, and I'm not going to say any league's a farmer league, or I'm not going to say any league is less than this league, less than that league. I'll tell you that the EPL is the best league, but I'm not going to tell you that Syria and La Liga and, and Liga and Bundesliga and MLS, or I'm going to rank them in this order. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that, but there's some players on some leagues that, you know, chilling. They're, they're, they're chilling, you know? And so they're going to be a little bit more, healthier there's not many miles put on their legs this season uh, compared to a Partey, a Xhaka or, or someone like that who's played every minute of every game Europa he has to play Europa League because we don't have cover for him Elneny was hurt so he has to play there he has to play in the EPL and again that's a full-blooded league as well so I mean some guys some teams are going to have players and they're going to come back Fresher, fresher than, um, than 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 some some of the players that play prominent roles on their national team and play prominent roles on their on their on their club team. Um, there's some club, there's some national teams that didn't make it into the World Cup, and I'm not just not just Italy, but teams like Norway didn't make it. So Holland, where's Holland? Holland's chilling in Dubai, feet up. I get to rest. I might have had my a knock here, a knock there. I think he had a knock. That's why he wasn't starting those games. But now I get to rest it. Now you have a fully charged, ready to go Holland when Man City picks up and comes back. Belgium, <laughs> Belgium does Belgium things, so Belgium might not make it past knockout. Might get bounced in the quarters. So De Bruyne is back, chilling now, resting a little bit here, resting a little bit there. Right. So it all depends on what teams make it where, how far for me to see what teams are going to actually succeed in, 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 in the club, in the club, in the club aspect of it. Uh, like I said, I know, I don't, I don't know if it can happen, but like I said, if Brazil beat meets, meets uh, England, five, six players in that game, not just sitting on the bench, they're playing in that game in the final game, six days before the league starts back up. It's very weird timing for this World Cup. I, I understand why FIFA wanted it, Sepp Blatter wanted it, all the presidents of the different uh, um, of the different federations wanted it because they got their pockets lined and they don't care because they're not playing. But these assets of the players and the, um, you know, out there playing, giving their all, um, you're going to start seeing injuries. And injuries happen because of muscle overuse. And I think there's, with Champions League, Europa League, especially in England, I'm going to keep it to England because that's where my team plays. But Europa League, Champions League, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, league games. We got to get these league games in at a certain. We got to get a certain amount of league games in before the World Cup starts. So 
might have to double up on a Wednesday and then you play Sunday again. And then you go, the next Thursday you play Europa League and then you got a Caribou Cup game on the Saturday. And then we have to postpone your Sunday game to play that on Wednesday. And it's, it's, it's too much. It's too many games too quickly. And you stop, go fly to fly halfway across the world to go play in a tournament in crazy heat. Play full-blooded games there, come back, maybe take a week, week and a half off, and then get right back into it again. You're not gonna see, you're not gonna see the injuries now. But when it comes down to March, April, when you're playing in January in the cold weather now. You've just been in the desert for a month. Now you're coming back to play in, 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 in London in January, in December, beginning of January. That's when you're going to start to see the injuries, I think. Hopefully not, but I mean, you're going to see a major injury happen to a major player in, in the EPL. Not wishing for it, but I'm, I'm telling you that's what's going to happen. So again, World Cup starts tomorrow. Not really that too much excited. Again, probably changes when Belgium plays Canada because I'm interested to see what happens there if my prediction comes through, comes true. Um, when Ghana plays Portugal, I'll be I'll be right there watching that as well. Um, but I mean, the excitement of the World Cup, everyone should be excited. I went to soccer last night and no one's really talking about it. No one's really talking about the World Cup. And I, I remember years past, everybody was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's because, you know, major clubs, major national teams aren't in it. But, I mean, it's always good when Italy's in the World Cup because where I live and who I play soccer with, it's a, it's a large Italian community. Or where I used to live, it's a large Italian community, and everyone's excited there. So now you see the flags, and you see the people. You know, you pass by a bar when Italy's playing. It's, it's crazy. It's usually in the summer. So the patios are open and people are out and da, 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 da. I don't know. I don't know about November. It snowed last week here in, in, in Toronto. So <laughs> I don't know how many people are going to be out on patios watching this uh, football, but I mean, like I said, I was at soccer. No one's really talking about it. So hopefully it turns into a tournament that, you know, is, is good. Um, we'll put the politics of the tournament aside and, and it's hopefully we see um, some good soccer. So, I mean, guys, that's that's my World Cup preview, my World Cup thoughts, my thoughts on my club, the Arsenal. Um, yeah, so every week after after around the games, we'll do a recap, see what happens, and hopefully, <laughs> you know, my uh, my prediction comes through with Canada. Um, my parents actually live in Ghana now. I was talking to my mom the other day. They're excited there. That's a long time since, uh, you know, we've had a, Ghana's had a good team in the World Cup. I, I, I'm, and I'm not just saying they could possibly win the group just because, you know, it's my heritage or my, 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 my you know, from my parents. But they actually have a good enough team to win. Um, Thomas Partey's on form. The, the 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 signing not the signing well the the um getting Inaki Williams to you know come in and say you know Spain's not going to pick me I'll go play for Ghana so Inaki Williams up top I have Tarek Lamptey 
from uh, from Brighton, English-born Ghanaian, is now on the team as well. Uh, coupled with Thomas Partey, the Awu brothers. Don't get me started on Jordan Awu, though. Oh, my God. But anyways, um, his brother Andre is there now, is still there. So um, pretty good squad. Great squad. Daniel Amarty from uh, Leicester's there at the back. So, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how they how they line up and the challenge of playing a team like Portugal who have household names at every position. So maybe I am maybe I am getting a little excited. Excited for the big games, we'll say. So maybe the knockout round rolls around and Reggie's back excited again about the World Cup. But Qatar Ecuador, I hope that's not I hope that game's not going on during the Ravens game because <laughs> I know what I'm I'll be watching tomorrow. So guys, if you're watching on YouTube, thanks for watching. If you're listening on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, tune in, Player FM. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next week. Yeah.